All right, we've got the signal that we are live and ready to go. So let's begin. Good morning. I'm Laura Horton Ludwig, Minister of this congregation, and it is my pleasure to welcome you today to the Williamsburg Unitarian Universalists online worship service. Our other worship leaders today are our Director of Religious Education, Austin Peterson, our musicians today, Dave Robbins and Henry Worrell, and our worship associate, Nan Hart. But we also want to do a shout out to our AV volunteers today, Dave Wilcox and John Trindle, who make it all run smoothly. Now, today's a little bit unusual. Later on in the service, we're going to have the opportunity to do a little bit of journaling, writing, that kind of thing. So I'm going to invite you, if you don't have a pencil or pen and paper handy, I'm going to invite you to take a minute to go grab some from your desk or wherever you can grab some paper. Or you could choose to just take notes on your phone. That would work just fine, too. But have something to write with. So if you would like to follow along today with our order of service today, I'm going to invite you to visit wu.org to download a copy and that link is right on the homepage right next to the link that shows you how to join in the service remotely as you've already done. And if you are visiting today, we're so glad you're here. We invite you to share the, your name in the chat if you like, and uh, tell us in the chat anything you'd like us to know about you. At the end of the service, you will be welcome to join in a small group conversation, especially for newer people. We're really glad you're here. And if you are not yet on our email list and you'd like to join, that's a good way to keep up with the stuff that's happening here, growing, connecting, and serving together. And the way to do that is go back to wu.org and fill out our online visitor form. And that too is right on the homepage underneath the link to download that order of service. We will also today have some breakout groups right after the service for anybody who wants to talk about the service, the sermon, they will be facilitated and you can participate or not, whichever is your preference. For our Zoom folks today, you might want to change at this time your to speaker view so that you will have a better view of whoever's speaking today. Our AV text will be muting and unmuting you as needed. And uh, I think that's about it. So today we'll begin with a hymn sung by Dave Robbins. Good morning. The uh, text to sing along is in the text box. If you can see that. It's called Gather the Spirit. Gather in sympathy 
again, welcome. We are happy that you have joined us via live stream, audio or video or Zoom. Whether you have come seeking comfort, encouragement or inspiration, you belong here. You are seen here. Even if you're joining by phone and we cannot see you physically. If you are a visitor, we offer you a special welcome and a warm thank you for joining us online today. Now I invite you to join in saying our welcoming words. Please, as you say these words, speak them to each other and know that we are connected across the distance. The words are pasted into the Zoom chat. We'll do this as a call and response. I'll say one line, then you say it out loud, wherever you are. Folks on Zoom, we will unmute you so that you can hear each other. It's <laughs> pretty crazy. Come, come, whoever you are. Come, come, whoever you are. Whoever you love. Whoever you love. Whatever your image of the holy. Whatever your image of the holy. Your presence here is a gift. Your presence here is a gift. All are worthy. All are welcome. John Shar says, the future is not someplace we are going, but one we are creating. The paths are not to be found, but made. And the activity of making them changes both the maker and their destination. And so we gather here as a waypoint on the journey into the future that we are creating together. May this time of rest, creativity, friendship, and inspiration strengthen us for the next steps of the journey. Come, let us worship together. Now please join me in saying the words to light our chalice as we highlight Jake Doherty today. If you have a chalice or candle handy nearby, please go ahead and light it now. Again, we'll unmute you and do this as a call and response. We light this chalice for the warmth of love. The energy of action. For the harmony of peace. The harmony of peace. Peace in our hearts. Peace in our hearts. Peace in our community. Peace in our community. Peace in our world. Well done. And I hear that Jake made that candle, so an extra special treat. Good morning, everybody. And good morning, especially kids. I have a story for you. And if you wanna play along and you have some animals, some stuffed animals or toys that you would like to get out at home to act out this story, then you are most welcome. Many, many years ago, the animals of the great forest decided that they wanted to start a school for all their children. So they organized a school and they hired a staff. The teachers met and they decided to provide a standardized educational curriculum to their animal students. So they adopted an activity curriculum consisting of swimming and running and flying and climbing. And all the animals took all the subjects because it was very important to them that no child be left behind. To ensure that students were progressing satisfactorily, standardized achievement tests were administered to all the students. And here's what happened. The ducks, the ducks were excellent swimmers. In fact, they were better than their teacher, but some of the ducks made only passing grades and flying. And some of them, I'm sorry to tell you, were very bad runners. And since they were so slow in running, they had to take remedial running courses. They had to stay after school for practice and they had to drop swimming in order to practice running. 
and no more swimming for them. Sad duck. This was kept up until the duck's webbed feet were very sore and the ducks were so tired that soon they were only average swimmers. But average is acceptable in school. So nobody worried, except the ducks. But in running, it was the rabbits who topped the class. But they did very poorly in swimming. Also, the rabbits insisted on hop, hop, hopping around, and the teachers were very concerned about their hyperactivity. So they made the rabbits walk everywhere instead of allowing them to hop and to run. And the rabbits had to come very early every single day for special rabbit swimming classes. Many of the younger rabbits developed severe fur problems because they were having to spend so much time in the rabbit swimming pool. And the squirrels. The squirrels were excellent climbers and runners. In fact, the squirrels were the very best students at climbing the standardized tree but they wanted to fly and be the first to climb the tree by spreading their paws and gliding to the ground. That's the way that squirrels fly. But in flying class, the teacher made them start on the ground instead of on the treetop, which is what squirrels want to do and are made to do. And the squirrels were not mastering the course material. So every day the squirrels had therapy, a flying therapist came in and took the squirrels to gym and made them do front paw exercises, kind of like a plank. Kathy, you say it's a raccoon. Well, we can pretend that this is a squirrel. <laughs> but the squirrels were very sad because having to do the squirrel plank or the raccoon plank made their paws hurt so much from overexertion that some of them only got a C in climbing. And some of the squirrels failed climbing altogether. It was terrible. Now the eagles. The eagles were definitely problem children. In climbing class, the eagles beat all the others to the top of the tree, but they only could do it by being stubborn and doing it their own way and flying up. But that didn't fit the course material. And so they didn't get a very good grade. The school psychologist was called in and diagnosed them as having oppositional defiant flying disorder. And a very strict behavior modification plan was issued for the eagles, sad eagle. Now, this story can end in two different ways. I'm sad to say that in some schools, we still make squirrel children learn to fly by flapping their paws and punish eagles for being defiant about their right to fly. But I'm happy to say that in some schools, we enjoy all children for themselves. Each squirrel is a perfectly wonderful squirrel. Each rabbit is a lovely rabbit, whether they choose to hop, skip, walk, roll, swim, whatever. Each eagle is allowed to be an eagle and we encourage each duck to swim and swim and not learning about running. And so the moral of the story is, if you're a frog and you wanna hop, be a frog and hop. If you want to be an eagle and fly, go ahead and be an eagle and fly. When we try to make everybody the same, nobody is happy and nobody excels. People can get hurt and their very best gifts can go to waste. May you never let your best gifts go to waste.
Oh, thank you, Austin. Thank you, Dave. I love that story. So now I'm going to invite us to shift into a quieter mode, shifting into a spirit of meditation, reflection, and prayer. Mindful that one of the things that is inviting our attention is that this weekend is Memorial Day weekend. And so I invite you to join me in a Memorial Day prayer of remembrance. On this day, let us pause to remember what this day was originally created for, a time to remember the service members who have died in the line of duty. For some of us, those we remember today are our friends, our family members, our loved ones. And some of us have never been close to someone who served, but still know what it is to love and mourn. Some of us grew up in military families or have served ourselves and so know both the great gifts and the shadow sides of military culture. Some of us were drafted against our will and did our best in difficult, traumatizing situations. Some of us feel deep skepticism and pain about the role of military in our culture, dreaming and working for a different world where all the swords could be beaten into plowshares. But we remember today that no one wants peace more fiercely than those who serve and put their lives at risk for something bigger than themselves. And this year, perhaps it is right for our Memorial Day prayer to take on a broader meaning too in these COVID times as we mourn the growing numbers of our dead and continue to move through this great crisis in our common life. And so today, let us honor bravery and endurance and sacrifice wherever they are found in every corner of the human heart. May this be so. And right here in this small, local and precious corner of our world, we take time to lift up the particular joys and sorrows that bind us together. And so, especially today, we are sending out good thoughts to Dave Stanford. Dave, we're so glad you're here today. Dave fell and broke his leg last Sunday. So, Dave, we are feeling with you, and we hope that you will heal well and smoothly. We also have a really great joy to share today. Kareen has had her baby. He is doing great, and his name is Noah. So I invite everybody to um, just summon some joy and happiness and welcoming spirit into your heart as we all together but muted say, welcome, Noah. So now I invite you to take a moment and call to mind the folks that you have on your heart today. If you are on Zoom, I invite you to tape, type their names into the chat and let us all open our hearts, reach out our spirits and draw this circle of compassion wide. Who is on your heart today? We hold all these loved ones close to our hearts, whether their names have been spoken or remain unspoken. And now I invite you to add your own silent prayers and meditations.
so may it be. Amen. Thank you, Dave. May we move that dream closer to reality. Each Sunday, we make an offering from the, blend, the bounty we are blessed to enjoy. We do so in a spirit of generosity and in recognition of our ongoing commitment to serve our world and share our values. If you are joining us for the first time, Please feel free to give if you wish, and also know that your presence is gift enough. Today's offering goes to our general operating fund, which supports just about everything we do. Especially in these times, your support is greatly appreciated. If you'd like to give through our website, please visit wuu.org and click on Give Online to WUU. 
If you'd like to give by text, please text the dollar amount of your gift to 757-500-0688. That's 757-500-0688 and follow the prompts from there. Or if you prefer to give by check, please mail your check to WUU 3051 Ironbound Road, Williamsburg, Virginia 23185. Thank you so much. Birds flying high, you know how I feel. Sun in the sky, you know how I feel. Breeze drifting on by, you know how I feel. It's a new dawn, it's a new day, it's a new life for me. Just beautiful. Thank you so much, Henry. Our reading today comes from Valerie, Valerie Cower, Breathe and Push. This is from a speech given on New Year's, New Year's Eve 2016 by the Sikh civil rights activist, Valerie Cower. The mother in me asks, what if? What if this darkness is not the darkness of a tomb? but the darkness of a womb? What if our America is not dead, but a country waiting to be born? What if the story of America is one long labor? What if all our grandfathers and grandmothers are standing behind now? Those who survived occupation, genocide, slavery, and Jim Crow, detentions and political assault. What if they are whispering in our ears, you are brave? What if this is our nation's greatest transition? What does the midwife tell us to do? Breathe and then push. Because if we don't push, we will die. If we don't push, our nation will die. Today we will breathe, tomorrow we will labor in love through love and your revolutionary love is the magic we will show our children. The beloved community belongs to divine oneness and so does all that it achieves. The beloved community belongs to divine oneness, and so does all that it achieves.
On New Year's Eve 2016, in the dark of night, hundreds of people gathered at the historic Metropolitan AME Church in Washington, D.C. You remember, our country was on the verge of inaugurating our current president. Many people were angry and fearful about we, where we were headed. And in that moment, Sikh activist Valerie Carr moved to the pulpit and spoke those words of hope that you just heard. Thank you, Austin. And she told the people, even now, even though things look very dark, something new is being born here and now. And I believe that is happening again in these pandemic times. Last week, we talked about what it feels like to be in this in-between time when the old life is gone and the new is not yet here. Last week, we looked back at Eve and Adam kicked out of the garden and finding their way forward into an unknown future, as we are beginning to do too. And today, I want to create some space for us to go a little more deeply into what our own personal contributions to that future might be. My working theory here is that the new future we'll, we are building is a collaborative project where everyone has something to contribute. And like those animals who went to animal school, the ducks and the rabbits and the eagles and all the rest, we don't have to feel bad if the thing that we do best is not the same as someone else. There's a poem about this that I would like to share with you today. It's by a Sufi Muslim poet, the great Jalaluddin Rumi, who lived in Persia about 800 years ago. The poem is called The Real Work, and it is translated by Coleman Barks. And I'm hoping that you will be willing to try a bit of an experiment with me today. This is one of those days when the sermon is something we're going to create all together. So here's what I invite you into. We will hear the poem twice, and then we will take a little silence to listen for what this poem might have to say to us in particular. And then you will have the chance to share with other people in a small group if you want before we come back and finish up. So this is the time when you might wanna grab your pen and paper, something to write with. Let's begin by hearing the poem for the first time, and I invite you to listen. We're going to screen share it too, and see if there is a particular line or phrase that speaks to you today, you personally, as you consider, what can I do to help? So let's get that poem up on the screen. Thank you, Dave Wilcox. All right, let's hear. The Real Work by Jalaluddin Rumi. There is one thing in this world that you must never forget to do. If you forget everything else and not this, there's nothing to worry about. But if you remember everything else and forget this, then you will have done nothing in your life. It's as if a king has sent you to some country to do a task and you perform a hundred other services, but not the one he sent you to do. So human beings come to this world to do particular work. That work is the purpose and each is specific to the person. If you don't do it, it's as though a priceless Indian sword were used to slice rotten meat. It's a golden bowl being used to cook turnips when one filing from the bowl could buy a hundred suitable pots. It's a knife of the finest tempering nailed into the wall to hang things on. You say, but look, I'm using the dagger. It's not lying idle. Do you hear how ludicrous that sounds? For a penny, an iron nail could be bought to serve the purpose. You say, but I spend my energies on lofty enterprises. 
I study jurisprudence and philosophy and logic and astronomy and medicine and all the rest. But consider why you do those things. They are all branches of yourself. Remember the deep root of your being. So let's take a couple of breaths together now and breathe into whatever line or phrase is speaking to you today. And if you like, you can type that line into the chat. What is speaking to you today in this poem? Okay, thank you. And now we're going to hear the poem again. And this time, Nan will read it for us. Nan, would you please go ahead? Thank you. Yeah. Okay, can you hear me now? Thank there you. is one yeah, thing. You. Yes? There is one thing in this world that you must never forget to do. If you forget everything else and not this, there's nothing to worry about. But if you remember everything else and forget this, then you will have done nothing in your life. It's as if a king has sent you to some country to do a task and you perform a hundred other services but not the one he sent you to do. So human beings come to this world to do particular work. That work is the purpose and each is specific to the person. If you don't do it, it's as though a priceless Indian sword were used to slice rotten meat. It's a golden bowl being used to cook turnips when one filing from the bowl could buy a hundred suitable pots. It's a knife of the finest tempering nailed into a wall to hang things on. You say, but look, I'm using the dagger. It's not lying idle. Do you hear how ludicrous that sounds? For a penny, an iron nail could be bought to serve the purpose. You say, but I spend my energies on lofty enterprises. I study jurisprudence and philosophy and logic and astronomy and medicine and all the rest. But consider why you do those things. They are all branches of yourself. Remember the deep root of your being. Thank you, Nan. And now I'm going to invite us to take a couple of minutes in silence, a longer pause, to keep sitting with that word or phrase that was particularly speaking to you and listen to it to see if there is an invitation for you there, maybe some guidance about how you particularly, you personally can help in these times. So we'll just be in silence. And we'll keep the poem up if you want to look at it some more. And I'll call you back with the bell. So welcome back. So for folks who are on Zoom today, 
we are about to create the opportunity for you to join a small breakout group of four where you can share anything you like about whatever was coming up for you. And I would just add as a reminder to please hold in confidence whatever you hear from other people. We'll have five minutes in those breakout groups, and I ask that you please be mindful of the time so that everyone has a chance to speak. But if you would rather not participate in a breakout group, that's fine. Just ignore the invitation to join when it pops up. You're welcome to just stay in the main room here and keep thinking if you would like. Now, if you are joining in via the live stream today, you also have a couple of options. One is simply to just continue sitting with that poem and listening for what it might have to, you, to say to you today. Or if you're listening with someone else today, you could form your own personal breakout group and just have a conversation. So, okay, we are about to begin. And Zoom folks, if you would like to join a breakout group, go ahead and accept the invitation. And we'll, again, we'll see you in about five minutes. Thank you all. Welcome back. And I want to thank you for trying with us this experiment. I heard from a couple of you that you ended up in breakout groups by yourself, and I'm sorry about that. We are going to learn from this experiment and we'll be able to try it again, maybe a little differently next time. But now I want to open up some space um, for those of you who might like to share something to do that about what was coming up for you in this poem, um, feel free to use the chat. That's probably the easiest way to do that, to use the Zoom chat. And I'll, I'll just share um, the thing that particularly came up for me. This is a poem I've lived with for years, but I heard something different in it today for myself, which was um, the idea that if you do your piece of the work, then there's nothing to worry about. That felt very comforting to me today. Um, I often have sat with this poem and felt like I've got to identify what my part is. It's so mission critical that I do my thing. But what I was really hearing today was that word of encouragement, like there's nothing to worry about. And I, I'm just grateful for that. So is anybody else uh, moved to share something? Go ahead and type it in the chat. Or even if you wanna speak, go ahead and type your name in the chat and I can just call on you. I'm gonna go back and let's see, we have someone coming in. Katrina, yeah, thank you. Katrina's saying, um, it really doesn't matter who we are. We all have purpose in our lives. Thank you, Katrina. Yeah, very much so. And Jess O'Brien, to help or at least not to hinder the human path from barbarism to brotherhood. Oh my, yes. And Natalie, sometimes it's hard to find your purpose. Yeah, it is. And Melanie, always use the right tools. Oh, I love that. Austin commenting, the right tool for the right job. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's one of those lines. I wonder if it speaks differently to those of us who work with our hands. else. Yeah, Lisa Craig. Um, oh, it's Mike who's commenting. Of what use is a warrior who's no, who knows such things as great suffering and pain and does nothing about it? Oh, boy, that question is echoing today, isn't it? Thank you, Mike. And Sarah says, um, <clears throat> Stuart and I talked about, whoops, Oh, they're coming in so fast. I've lost my, I've lost myself. Here we are. Stuart and I talked about looking back at what we, oh, I've lost the thread of it. We'll come back to that later. Camilla is saying, uh, or Deborah is saying, it's easy for me to identify my root, but harder to know that is enough. Oh my, we struggle with that a lot. Um, oops, Bob, I'm gonna ask you to stop screen sharing. Thank you so much. It's okay though. Um, Carol is commenting, it's easy to caught, get caught up looking for the right purpose. Yeah, that's for sure. Unless this is a unique time to reflect on and discover that purpose. Yeah, it really is. Oh, Sarah, the end of Sarah's comment. Um, let me see if I can find the beginning. Yeah, what we've done and being satisfied. Yeah, looking back, being able to feel satisfied. Louise, some spend a lifetime searching for our purpose, often changing our path. Yeah, absolutely. And Corrine, for me, what came up was, um, that's not much what I, about what I'm doing purpose, but who I am while doing it. What is my state of being while doing it? Yeah, I hear that. And Carrie, use your talents. 
and Stuart reflecting, I don't know what my purpose is, but since I'm leaving my legal career, I know that was not my true purpose. And Ben, bravely connect. Jack, it's never too late to keep seeking an opportunity. I wanna thank you all for these beautiful reflections today. Um, all of us have something to contribute. And we just experienced, I think, a microcosm of that. I think what I want most of all is for you to do what you feel like you can do, what, what makes you feel a little bit more alive, and just trust that it is all going to be helpful. Um, I'm going to invite, if you are on, um, if you're on speaker view, I'm going to invite you to shift to gallery view on Zoom and scroll through the many faces on your screen. And folks who are audio only, I want to describe what I see. I see um, many faces of those in our community, all looking at each other, all uh, reflecting such tremendous beauty and courage in this moment. I see Corrine waving, hey! And I just want to let this moment be a reminder of how connected we really are and how diverse we are and how many people are here joined in a common intent with different gifts and what a blessing that is. Um, I think I'm just going to let you, your very own selves, um, be the close of this shared sermon today. And I want to bless you all as I know you bless our community every single day. Thank you so much and amen. And at this time, I'm so excited to welcome WU member Sue Peterson. Sue has offered to speak with us today for just a couple of minutes about the direction that she and a few others in our congregation have been led to do a very exciting new thing in our congregation. And she's gonna invite you into partnership with them. So Sue, I hand it over to you, thank you. Thank you, good morning, everyone. Um, so, as Laura said, I'm really excited to share news this morning of a new social justice program uh, called Journey to Asylum. With this program, WUU joins many other UU congregations around the country in supporting migrants as part of a UUSC program for asylum seekers, that is, people who are applying for legal protection in the United States. At WUU, we will sponsor, house, support, and accompany migrants through their process of obtaining asylum. Our planning team, which also includes uh, Jess Sapalio, uh, Helen Hansen, Kim Babarji, and Jonathan Aries, has been working with Reverend Laura and with the board, uh, and the board has generously agreed to house our migrant guests in the Parker House. We're also especially pleased to be able to announce this morning that we have now been matched with a family, a young mother, Mariella, and her five-year-old son and eight-month-old daughter who are fleeing gang violence in Mexico. As you use, we are called to do this work, to respond to the injustice of an immigration system that dehumanizes migrants and establishes prohibitive legal hurdles to safe haven in this country. Our call to respect the inherent worth and dignity of all people demands that we serve the most vulnerable populations in ways that make a difference in their lives. There are few people more vulnerable than Mariella and her children. We know that we can't solve the migration crisis by ourselves. We can't even guarantee that Mariella and her children will be granted asylum. But our principles compel us to walk with her and other migrants, to offer kindness, compassion, and solidarity on what can be a cruel and difficult journey. You might be asking yourself right about now why we would take on this challenge at such an uncertain time while our community remains in the throes of a major pandemic. As experts remind us that the best way to protect ourselves and our loved ones continues to be to stay at home. Imagine for a moment that you have no home, no place to safely isolate yourself and your family. That is Mariella's story and the story of many other migrants like her. So if there were ever a time to provide safe haven to migrants, that time is now. 
if there were ever a community so uniquely situated with to walk with our neighbors on their journey to asylum, WUU is that community. So we hope you'll join us via Zoom um, uh, on uh, Tuesday, June 2nd at 7 p.m. to learn more about the Journey to Asylum program and uh, hopefully to discuss how you can get involved and support the program. Uh, we look forward to having you on this journey with us. Thank you. So thank you so much. I just want to thank you for this invitation to serve. I'm very much looking forward to learning more and hopefully soon welcoming Mariella and her children. Thank you. Dave, do you want to give us just a little bit of music as we prepare to close? Now let us say the words to extinguish the chalice, and we invite you to blow out your candle at the same time. We will post the words in the Zoom chat. Again, we'll do this as a call and response. We extinguish this flame. We extinguish this flame. Not the light of truth. Not, not the light of truth. The warmth of community. The warmth of community. Of the fire of commitment. The fire of commitment. These we carry in our hearts until we are together again. These we carry in our hearts until we are together again. I'm sorry, I mean this. Maria Robinson says, nobody can go back and start a new beginning, but anyone can start today and make a new ending. So as we go forth, may we trust ever more fully in the deep root of our being, which shapes us and calls us forward. May we use the gifts of our minds and hearts and hands to bring forth healing for today and tomorrow's filled with hope. May it be so. Go in peace. Blessed be and amen. <laughs>